Okay, so a very warm welcome to the show. Uh, pink hair, pink head, pink, pink hair. I can never get it right. Head can that I? way, hair here. <laughs> I can never get it right. I can work it out, Phil. Then I can work it out. Exactly. So um, today we're going to be talking, I'm going to be talking with Taz Thornton, my partner in crime on Pink Hair, Pink Head. And we're going to be talking about something very unusual that you won't have heard much about recently on social media and in the media. It's something called, you want to get a pen and write this down. It's called coronavirus. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's called coronavirus. And I've already checked, I've, I've disinfected the microphone, Taz, because I'm pretty sure you can get it via a podcast or via a video I've podcast. My mug, so it's all good right we're okay that's all right then right so we are okay. we're going to talk about that today but obviously because of what we do and what we're about we're going to talk about it really in, in context of business and work i suppose as well because uh, lots of people are impacted um i don't know about you taz but it's almost like there seems to be it's come so fast this really i think it gives i get the impression and i'm the same in a way i'm Everybody's trying to get the head around it in terms of what it means health-wise, what it means business-wise. Are we going to – business is going to fall off a cliff, and it's looking quite serious, especially just looking mm -hmm. at the uh, news just before we came on and uh, listening to them talking about the airlines are on the verge of uh, going under. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's pretty serious stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Also, obviously, we've got the, uh, the government talking about helping business well that's all very well but how how are they going to decide who gets any money if they don't get you know if, who gets any money who doesn't get any money how big how much is that and then manage the well, process all that, all that money that we're not spending on europe now take the money off the side of the big red bus but hey at least we're not talking about brexit anymore exactly i knew there's a good reason for brexit uh, and of course the other great thing about brexit is the fact that we won't catch it from the europeans now because we're no longer involved with them yeah all right okay um <laughs> So obviously, amazing stuff. I've obviously talked a bit there. So what's your feeling on it in terms of, uh, do you think that people are struggling to get their head around it and a bit like bunnies in the headlamps or what? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing we need to do is stop listening to Bob and Barbara on Facebook because, you know, I've been tagged into so many posts now which have, have the up-to-date, most amazing advice from somebody who knows a doctor that's at the coalface and at the front line and it's all to use a very very technical term bollocks you know so my advice to everybody through this has been stop reading everything on facebook stop listening to the news and the media reports because i used to be part of the media i know the way it works mm. and frankly the journalists now if i was still sitting in a new newsroom the first thing i'd be saying to my staff is has anybody died in our area? Can we find somebody who's died? Because that'll make a great story. Find the deaths. Find the deaths. Yeah. You That's know the mindset, don't you? You understand the mindset. That's what newspapers yeah. do. Yeah. So I've been saying to everybody, ignore that. Stop spreading all the BS around Facebook. You cannot get rid of it by taking a hot bath or having a hot drink. It's not going to happen. So and will this Vimto not work then? No. Probably won't. No, no. My special coffee obviously will. Of course. It, it's because of the mug. If you, you get a mug that's, that's awesome. Um, I'm just advising everybody to go World Health Organization. Seem to have the most up-to-date advice and they seem to be the least drama-driven site of all. And of course, we're already getting UK people saying, no, don't use World Health Organization because we've stopped testing over here. So you're not going to get any stats. Nobody's tested unless they die. But 
that's still going to give you the stats for how many people have actually died from it. So stats aside, stop listening to Bob and Barbara on Facebook and go and look at some trusted sources of information. I think the trouble is we're in a pandemic and the word pandemic is a scary word, isn't it? You know, we've watched too many zombie movies. Yeah, true. If we've watched The Walking Dead, we know what to do anything anyway, so it's okay. But the word (laughs) pandemic immediately puts fear into everyone. But really, all it means is that it's a virulent, easy to catch illness. Yeah. And if we look at what's actually going on, you know, the if if you look at the 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 amount of people in the world and look at the people who've actually died from it, as opposed to all those people who've had it and have really mild symptoms. Yeah. I think we just need some perspective. So, yeah, if you've got elderly relatives or if you are in a if, if, if you are vulnerable in some way, of course, be careful. But panic buying toilet rolls and shutting everything down, it's not going to go. And I heard someone say the other day that there was advice for elderly people to stay indoors, but get fresh air. Well, forgive me for being daft here, but aren't viruses generally airborne? So if you're going to stay in your house, but keep all your windows open. It's a bit. Sometimes it feels a bit like tantamount to, to the the Second World War advice with you know if there's an air raid, get under your dining room table. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we need to be sensible. I think we we shouldn't be taking stupid risks, but by the same token, we we just need to be getting some perspective, and we're not going to get perspective by listening to news reports, by listening to the media because the 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 very nature of the news is that they're going to go for worst case because that's what makes the stories. And we absolutely need to stop listening to all that advice on Facebook. You know, again, drinking a hot cup of tea or having a hot bath isn't going to kill Yeah, I, 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 I think, and it, I know it can get political, but I think we've had enough politics to last us a lifetime. But I, I do, I personally do think that if you so happen to be a supporter of Corbyn and or Labour, you hate Boris Johnson that much that he could come up with his own cure in his back bedroom and people would still vilify him because it's just from that particular set. You can almost have, you can almost see from the way that people word things. I can almost guarantee that they voted Labour or they or they hate Boris yeah. Johnson. Probably the same and, thing. Oh, they're addicted to drama. So when I was putting out some of the, yeah. the actual, real, up-to-date stats and actual, real advice this mm. morning. And there was a real difference here, actually, between the response on LinkedIn and Facebook at different posts, because obviously aimed at different audiences. Yeah. So quick bit of tangent advice for everybody here. Do not blanket the same post, the same stuff all over the channels. Suit it to your audience. But it was still referring to the same kind of advice. And the responses I got from people from LinkedIn and Facebook (laughs) were so very different. I could feel Mm. on Facebook, even if people weren't being uh, outwardly aggressive, I could feel their irritation at, have, at me having doused their drama. So we've got to be really, really careful about that. Drama is addictive. Yeah. We're addicted to drama. And this yeah. is feeding people, yeah. absolutely feeding people. But yeah. on the flip side, you know, and it will be the same for you with your work, Phil, the amount of my coaching clients that I've been talking to about thinking about online products, thinking about creating those products where they will keep selling in the background and you can keep doing your stuff. and you know, of course, we're not going to suddenly go down to a to 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 making your millions while you sleep like that. But I've been trying to tell people for a long time now that you need some contingency plans as well as your face to face training, 
as well as your, your coaching, as well as as well as your workshops. You need to be creating some online products so that if anything happens, you've got those. They're also a good entry level product for people. And you've got an income stream coming in that does. It's, it's just sensible. What happens if, I don't know, all the transport links fail and you can't get to someone. So you need to be able to deliver stuff online. What happens if if you're <laughs> ill and you still need something to sell? And all of a sudden people are realizing, oh, shit, I haven't been doing all that work to create online products. Yeah. We needed to do that. So one of the first things I did, and this should apply to all businesses, really. Yeah. One of the first things I did was sit down and go, okay, do I want to create some more online products? No, I don't really fancy creating more workshops, but what can I do to make myself more accessible to people? And I came up with two different uh, coaching packages that could be delivered online. One that was kind of a cheaper midway point between my budget package that's for people who are just startups or going through cash flow. Because I have yeah. a massive leap from my from my budget program up to monthly coaching. It's, it's like a 200 quid leap. So yeah. I created a middle level product to make me more accessible to people. And I created another project that was a package, six month package program just for people who need help with visibility, building their brand, getting out there, creating audience retention, creating trust, driving their personal brand. And I created those. It took me an hour to yeah. sit and work them out, sketch them out, big piece of paper and my sharpies. And within an hour, in an hour, I got two really viable, great programs, which will go onto my website this week. And yeah. anybody in business, if you're not doing that, come on, don't wait until a virus bites you in the backside to actually be proactive about your business going forwards. Create something where you can be accessible via one of these. It's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because it does take often a crisis or an emergency for people to get the get their act together and get the finger out the backside, doesn't it? I mean, it does, I can't remember. They're coming at it from the wrong way then, aren't they? They're, a they're, conversation they're I've had with a couple of people. Yeah, a conversation I've had with a couple of people. I've been banging on for quite some time now about um, the development of video and audio channels. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, it's really taken off, actually. It's part of the geeky media, part of the business. It's really taken yeah. off, as you might yeah. expect. And of course, it always helps when you've got this credibility of, well, I was I was doing it in 2003 before blah, blah. You know, it works. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> but um, and I've had a, f- a few uh, good, really good bookings from it. But there's two people sp- I've spoken to in the last week who have been saying for ages that, yeah, we'd like to do one. But yeah, we'd like to do one. But and haven't got time and got time. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> and two of them have said to me in the last week that if we'd set up that channel when you said that the way we could have used yeah. it now as a communication video communication yeah. tool to our staff and or yeah. our customers. And I said, well, yes, yeah. because the problem is if you do it now, you've got to establish it and that takes time. Whereas if you'd done it before you'd have established yeah. it and you'd have had a, a, a trusted mechanism available to communicate yeah. dynamically to your target audience, whether it's a YouTube channel or a podcast or whatever. And it just seems... just going live on Facebook to start building that trust and building that level of credibility. And, you know, at the risk of sounding really hippie shit with it, people do pick up on the energy of things. Mm. You know, if you just plaster Mm. on... If you've you've just been having a massive row with your missus and then you plaster a grin on to go online, people will pick up that something's not right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's going to be a difference. To, this is not to say that you shouldn't start, but there's a difference with being with proactively creating some mechanism to get yourself out there over the over the internet, whether it's a, whether it's regular broadcasts, whether it's a product, whether it's offering coaching through Zoom or Skype or StreamYard, anything like that. There's a difference between proactively doing that and feeling passionate about it and the energy you put out when you feel scared and backed into a corner. Yeah. So even yeah. if we're putting stuff out now, guys, you should have been doing this months ago. Yeah. So, yes, start, <clears throat> but use moving forwards. It might be that yeah. your first thing that you put out online is absolutely a fear-based desperation and springboard from all the coronavirus panic. Yeah. But let's yeah. not let every future product be coming from that. Find a way to get passionate about <clears throat> it. Find a way to stop burying your head in the sand. What is it we say? If your head's in the sand, your ass is on display. So yeah. just start thinking about things in a different way. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely right. <clears throat> I've been putting together an A to Z of um, business survival. I don't know if you saw it on um, on LinkedIn. And, yeah, um, I've, yeah, and I've, I've come up now with pretty much most of the areas. Um, so I'm going to develop that now into a series of videos. So yeah. um, Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, and just as a kind of a guideline, um, for maybe for some debate, but I've kind of got, you know, <clears throat> educate your people, E, <laughs> educate your people and yourself. So you're going to be sat at home potentially all the time that you, I, I've so wanted to listen to that audio book. I so wanted to listen to that, that video range, but I never had the time. Now you've got the time to really go deep on yourself and on your staff, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. And people avoid that, don't they? So many people dismiss going deep into themselves as just been navel gazing and a waste of time. But I promise you, you cannot. And again, I'm, I'm kind of applying this to more of your kind of training, coaching, personal development areas yeah. now. Yeah. But you can only take people as far as you have been willing to go in yourself. You can yeah. only you can't yeah. educate people further than your own level of knowledge. And that applies just as much to looking within and learning the truth of who you are. You're just having practical, technical tips for, the, for for everything from podcasting and vodcasting through to audio books. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you've got to put the time in because yeah. you've got to grow resilient. And resilience is not just becoming brittle and sticking up a coat of armor and hiding behind a wall. This is where people are going wrong. That's not resilience. That's <clears throat> pushing yourself into a, into a prison of your own making. Yeah. Resilience is being. Yeah. flexible is is being able to roll with the punches and and not just going into hiding and assuming the brace position but going okay how can i use this how can i work with this how can i roll with this yeah and again yeah instead of being scared of what's going on recognize people are going to be going online more yeah. how can i make myself yeah. most accessible what is the need what are people worried about where, where where's the sticking plaster needed and how do I create that virtually? I mean, I think in the first week of the coronavirus pandemic really starting to get news coverage, I saw a couple of um, this meditation people putting out these packages for a mindfulness meditation to stop panicking about coronavirus. And my initial response, honestly, on a personal level was, Ugh. but then I thought, well, at least <laughs> at least they're doing something. <laughs> at least they're being practical. But you know the problem. You know the problem. What I'll tell you what the problem is is um, we just get overloaded very, very quickly. It's like a tsunami of 
apps, coronavirus related topics, help support topics. And we're probably guilty of it ourselves to a certain point, but it's that kind of feeling of every post. Oh, I can help and coach you. Oh, I can help you with the mindfulness. Oh, I can help you. I can. Oh, I'm going to do a network. And I've been guilty of it myself. And it, unfortunately, yeah. I think we almost just end up almost like gagging with all the different different things that are suddenly yeah. thrown at you to fix your coronavirus yeah. challenges. You know, I don't think many of them will be much used to British Airways at the moment. So, um, you know, because obviously no. that's a whole different ball game. Do you actually think that yeah, there will be? Do you actually think there will be a, a pretty serious recession? And this isn't about being negative. It's just about sometimes, you know, my views on the world. We've I, known I each other long you, enough that look, the real versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you look at the numbers statistically, we've been due a really good recession. Good recession. We've been due a recession anyway. And then if you look at all the conspiracy theories, because part of me, you know, I'm not big on conspiracy theories. But when I look at the stats of what's actually going on, and look at the, the the government response. Part of me does go, there's something else going on here. Part of me does sometimes think, wonder, is this is this, are they capitalising on this to create a financial crash in some way to get our spending back to where they want it to be? There's a cat about to get into the shop. Go away. <laughs> you know. It just it just seems that there's more going on here. And there's so many theories out there, aren't there? That there's the Somebody's developed a vaccine and then they needed to create the virus to drive the need for the vaccine. I think that's rubbish. Yeah. You've got yeah. Um, people saying, well, well, they're deliberately creating this uh, crash in the stock markets. And then those in the know will go and buy everything up and then they'll be sitting pretty in a few in a few months time. Yeah. All of these different things you've got. Well, we want to bring in 5G at the minute. People are scared of 5G. So let's create a situation where everybody's going to be indoors on the Internet. It's going to crash and everybody will shift from being anti-5G to, oh, for God's sake, give us 5G. We need it for our businesses. <laughs> and then you've got the people saying, well, it stopped us talking about Brexit. And look what's happened with Trump. It stopped all the stuff about his re-election for now, hasn't it? So there's all these different conspiracy theories. Some of them might make sense, but regardless... We've been due a recession for a while. So whether this is a naturally occurring recession or whether the powers that be are capitalising on a naturally occurring or not virus, depending on who you're listening to, to make that happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. But how many recessions have we had before? And we're all here. You know, yeah, no, it, it no, depends no, if you've absolutely. got if you've got a shit business and you haven't been looking at contingency plans and looking at how you can go more online. And then I'm being terribly, terribly harsh to say shit business. But if you if you have not been being aware, if you've how you can make your business more accessible in a crisis situation or at least using the online tools available to you, you're probably not going to fare as well. Yeah, no, that's absolutely yeah, true. It's Toys R Us again, isn't it? And it's different when you're looking at yeah. things like airlines where it's travel dependent. Of course, it's not what you can do there. But if we're talking about the businesses who have been forever and a day resisting using social, resisting going online, then if they didn't learn from Toys R Us, Woolworths and the like, then frankly, they probably deserve what's coming to them. Yeah, well, I had actually, I had as a, as, as a, I had, a, I had adapt, adapt your business model was actually A under the A to Z. Uh, because yeah. you've got really no choice but to, have you? It's very practical oh, yeah. at the end of the day, isn't it? And then die. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's always a choice. You chose to not adapt and die. Your choice is to dig in your head, dig your heels in, insist that you're still going to do everything by facts. <laughs> Wonder why your business is failing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Fax machines. Yeah. Fax your PA. Get your PA to fax my PA, and we'll do lunch. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still going to get the stalwarts doing that, and even that. You know, the other interesting thing, isn't it, is that there's been this surge over the past couple of years of every, of other marketing experts. And I've been one of them to an extent saying, you know what, it, it doesn't help, it doesn't hurt to start thinking about snail mail now because nobody's using it. So what can you use through snail mail for your marketing? What can you send through people's actual physical letterboxes that's a bit different? And I yeah. don't mean just sending a flyer. <clears throat> but even yeah. things like that, if there are people who've been relying too heavily on good old fashioned snail mail, What's going to happen there if this gets worse and the post gets stopped because it's spreading the the virus through letterboxes? We don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. But we've got to start thinking. It's the best. What's that old quote? Something like the the best time to plant an oak tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant an oak tree is now. Yeah. You got to start. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. And it's just. I think it's the uncertainty which uh, which causes people a lot of a lot of difficulty, isn't it? Um, but there's you know, uncertainty there, every every yeah, day there is. in every yeah, situation. There is. You need to get run over going to the to get your shopping. Yeah, there's there is uncertainty every day. What it's for me, it's not the uncertainty that's creating the <clears> issue here. It's the drama. The yeah. drama around this is our biggest killer. And again, at the risk of, of going a little bit hippie shit. We know statistically studies have been done on placebo effects uh, medications. I was talking to one of my clients about this who's about to do a TEDx talk, bringing some of these stats in. So they know, for instance, that if they treat men in Italy with a placebo medication and they turn it blue, there's a higher success rate. And they think that's because their team is called the blues and they automatically connect it with virility. And I thought, oh, Viagra, interesting. And we know that if somebody is given a placebo medication and there's a brand name on the placebo pill we know there'll be a much higher success rate so if we know that placebos work the reverse is going to be true and if we just keep sitting here in drama if we can convince our mind and body of placebo surely we can also convince ourselves into illness if we sit in that drama so it's hard to argue that to be fair making it's it's got to be a two-way street isn't it and the other way that i would look at that is is i know and the same might be uh, true for you phil i don't know i know that when i was still working for somebody else and feeling trapped and shackled the same illnesses that now i would brush off would have laid me up for a week and i'd need to i'd need to be on sick yeah so mindset and illness are so important and again this is not to say that the virus isn't real and it doesn't exist it absolutely does but we've got to be very very careful that we're not falling into the fear and drama so much that we are making ourselves ill at the same time it, it there's a certain comedy well there's i do quite like the way that some people do use it as a you know use it as a way of um bringing some humor into 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 things because it you know you get these people that People are dying, for God's sake. But you've got to keep some humour in it. And humour's been in death for decades, if not hundreds of years. Any day now, I will be taking a... Yeah, 
They are, but people die every day. When yeah. you are born, you are dying from day one. But you you can use this and have some fun with it too. And it's not to make light of the seriousness of the situation, yeah. but yeah. it is to say we're going to carry on. Any day now, I will be taking a delivery of toilet rolls with my brand logo printed all over them. And I will be putting yeah. them out as on for giveaways on social. I ordered them the second the toilet roll thing hit. Right, order some branded toilet rolls, Daz. Yeah. How many of my yeah. how many people out there have been desperate to wipe wipe their ass with me for years? Here's your chance. <laughs> you know? So yes, there is the real potential to have a bit of fun with what's going on, yeah. not with the virus, but in our very human reaction to it. Yeah. So work with it as well. You know, now is yeah. now is not the time for going into fear. Yeah. Now is I, I, I saw I, I did I saw a few people actually commenting um uh, saying I've been an introvert for years and thank God now it's official that I can stay away from people. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought you know or I've hated people for years and now it's official I can stay away from people. Um you know you just you just got to but but there is there is a significant amount of psychology in it. But there's a, there's also certain ironies isn't there where in the past for many 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 years it was a case of You've got a bit of a cough. You've got a little bit of a sore throat. You stop being a soft kid and getting to work. And now it's like you've got a bit of a sore throat. You've got a bit of a cough. Stay away. You know this is yeah. kind of whole. But I think well, we to an extent, there's about, been a shift on that anyway, haven't there? Because the steps over mean, presenteeism. Presenteeism yeah. is becoming just as damaging as absenteeism. Yes, and maybe this will at least kill that. Yeah, but I also think that. Um, I, I, put various things in that a to z but i also think this is a chance to review processes around what do we actually do that we don't have to do and i'm yeah. thinking particularly around admin i mean yeah. you, you know that uh janine my missus is uh, in the nhs the gp surgery and all the rest yeah. of it and i am staggered by the amount of crap she has to do and produce and slightly controversially maybe, but I'm absolutely convinced that most of the time or at least half the time it's producing stuff to justify somebody in an administrative role to have a job yeah. because if they're not producing forms to fill in, there isn't a job. Think about the logic of it. You know, if there isn't a yeah. regional body, and it's not producing stuff for them to do, then there's no reason to have as big a regional body. Absolutely. And Absolutely. and I think that the I think that the, the virus is definitely an opportunity, certainly for companies who obviously don't have the luxury of being paid by the taxpayer. Don't get me on that. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, it's a chance to look very closely at why do we actually do we really need that form? Do we really need to fill that form in? Do we, when we report that particular bit of information, does anybody actually read it? And even if they do, does is there any action on the back of it? Yeah. So I think it's a great time if you're switched on as a business, as the MD or the CEO, is to say, right, let's do a complete sweep of the stuff that we've got people doing and how much of it is not necessary. And in that case, rather than just saying, well, you've got dead wood there it's worth looking at those people that you've had stuck on admin tasks and, and going further than their job description and looking at what their real talents are. Because that's another issue that we find in corporations, businesses across the world. People will, will come in, they'll be pigeonholed into a job and they might hate doing that admin, 
but they might be an absolute whiz on, I don't know, Instagram. So instead of just saying, well, that's dead wood. Well, where are the gaps in our in our in our in our company? What is it that we need? What are their skill set? Could they be useful to us elsewhere? Yeah. We need to start looking at people as individuals and look at their passions, their, their, their talents, look at the stuff that lights them up when they do it. Because if you can get that level of being lit, lit up and that level of enthusiasm and plug it into your business, then you've gone from a kind of employee that you're just ignoring and stepping over every day to somebody who could be a real blooming asset. So we need to yeah, look yeah. deeper at the people. Of it yeah, too. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Taz, actually. I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head phone's going off this is so good people are calling in for it phil it is yeah it's absolutely it's, i told you it's like a radio show didn't I? it is yeah radio radio five live i've been bricking it when they've seen this um <laughs> forgot completely what i was saying now what was on about there'll be nobody in the studio because they'll all be in they'll be they'll all be self-isolating <laughs> anyway so <laughs> we can just step into those rules oh, no, yeah no i think i think the point the real point that you made there i think is a, a very valid one and that's that People would quite often, businesses and business owners would quite often see it as a way of cutting costs. But actually, in reality, it's about utilizing the people to do things that are more productive. And I think it's very interesting. If you look at the productivity stats for the UK, it's pretty poor. It's really, you know, productivity is, and how they measure it and how accurate it is. Let's not go there. That ties into personal development and mental health. And really, it's the fears around this that are causing more of an issue than anything, which ties directly into that. What have they been doing to think of the, the mental health of their team? What have they been doing to buy in, to get that trust, that buy in? And how often do we even talk to those employees and find out what it is they are good at? Yeah. What it is they would like to do? And yeah. I think this is where managers sometimes get it wrong. And I know when I was a manager, I got it wrong. So I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I think where we've got it wrong is when we step into the role of managers, actually, we work for our teams, not the other way around. And our job needs to be getting to know them and what it is that fires them up and where they want to go and what they want to do. And then we will get the best out of them. Isn't it funny how self-employment becomes the most amazing education for actually being a, a much better leader and manager in the corporate world? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would be I would be so much better now <laughs> as a yeah. result of doing what I've done for the last ten over ten years. Um, but that's because we take the boxes away, isn't it? We yeah, take them straight yeah. to it. So You're I remember in my corporate think for yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. I remember in my corporate days there was one particular lady who wasn't happy in her role, didn't like the commute, didn't like what she was doing, wanted to progress. I suspect she wanted to pro progress for more of an ego and more money tick box. <laughs> Yeah. But there was nothing we could do for it. We got somebody sit sitting in this position where there wasn't somewhere there was there was nowhere to promote her to, getting perpetually pissed off about not being promoted. And at the time I felt so boxed in on that and trying to just tick things over and you know, we'd be terrified to say, Well, actually, if happiness is door shaped, where do you want to go and how can we help you get there? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I look back at that situation now with with the eyes of of, of the self employed people who coaches and leads people in goes into corporate to lead them regularly i'd approach that completely differently yeah you would we need to start the off. yeah you would right okay um, we're gonna close it there because as always we've uh, we've uh, had a good go as it were and um, <laughs> as, as it were and a great another another great uh, opportunity to do pink hair pink head we're we're still going 
We've not done as many as I think we would have liked to, but I think we can maybe sort that out in 2020. Sometimes I do Definitely. think you get on a bit of a roll with it, don't you? And once you get five, I think this might be the fifth or sixth we've done. So once you've done five yeah. or six, you then kind of think, oh, okay, well, let's let's see if we can hit 10 by June or whatever. So uh, as always, That's absolute good. delight uh, to talk to you and discuss this. And uh, hopefully maybe we can look back at this in, who knows, at Christmas and say, oh, God, do you remember that flaming coronavirus? Ooh, if and, we still um, want the internet, that's me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. if you think really it's bad now, wait if the internet goes, actually, yeah. That's it. Yeah. If it. If this is a conspiracy thing and they really want to create fear and pandemonium and, con and, uh, uh, and control the population, that'll be it when they turn off the internet. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Absolutely agree. So let's hear it for Taz Thornton. Woo! Come on, and now let, let's hear it for Phil Crowfield. Come on, give yourself, you, give yourself did, a clap. By the way, did you, um, did you see that I've been to the ballet? I did. I did. I've seen you in those tights before, though. Yeah, but I thought you might have been a bit shocked. I was a bit <laughs> Never. shocked. No, it's just another stepping stone. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was culturally bored. No, I wasn't. <laughs> yourself isolated <laughs> hey i'll tell you what that was because that's when it was just happening and those seats are close together and the place the the lowry uh theater in in Salford was absolutely rammed and everybody's looking at each other you could see everybody's looking at each other thinking oh my god because it really was in the early days of panic starting to kick in you know and... crazy we went to frankie and benny's last week and we were the only people in there do you think that that's happening a lot more? Because I've not really been... I mean, Janine was saying this morning that the traffic was actually quite normal for a Monday, which I was surprised at. I thought it would have been a lot lighter, but she said it was the same. But do you think... Is there a feeling in Spalding, I don't know, obviously where you are, is there a feeling that people are shutting down, as it were? Well, it's interesting. Um I went and had an appointment with my personal trainer this morning and I, I coached those guys as well on so what so I was saying to them, look, when the when the stories broke last week about gyms being one of the most dangerous places, then you need to show people what you're doing. I know that you're already taking precautions and you've got anti back air everywhere, but you need to put a note out to tell people about that. And I was talking to the manager, the, the owner manager this morning, and he was saying that actually they haven't seen a downturn. If anything, they've had people in fear that they might close their gym. So he's got his contingencies in place, but he's not seen any impact. I was going to pop in to get a bit of fuel because I was right on the wet red light on the way past. And I thought, oh, the petrol station will be empty. I'll zip in there. But the car park was full. So ignored that. Yeah. You know, the we know that supermarkets are being ridiculously hit. I tried to order some shopping last night, not because of the virus, but because we're busy and we would normally order it. some all. shopping. Needed some bloody shopping. <laughs> yeah. Sainsbury's, yeah. I went, as, you can go three weeks ahead on that system and there was nothing through the whole three weeks. Mm. I tried to get into a cardo and it said that you're in a virtual queue and it might take up for 15 minutes for you to be able to access the website. Tesco and Asda, the earliest you could get anything from them was next Thursday or Friday. And in the end, I went, do you know what? I'm just going to go shopping. At which point yeah. my missus went, oh, no, you can't go to a supermarket. And I was like, I'm going shopping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I think you you know me well enough to know that I'm a bit case sera sera about, generally speaking, about life and the universe. Yeah. 
Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. I'm so entertainment areas. So so there are fewer people in eateries, as far as I can tell. Again, mm. cinemas. Cinemas. We went to the cinema last week and we did the back to back thing. Um, and one of them was about two thirds full. The mm-hmm. other one was empty. But again, one of them was a four o'clock showing and one was an evening showing. So yeah. the, the, the late afternoon one, take your pick of seats. And the, the later normal time evening one, about two thirds full. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was saying that we spoke to the guy on the desk and he was saying he'd seen a bit of a downturn. Yeah. You see, at the moment, um, there's no instruction about avoiding those places. So in places like no. Spain, France, obviously Italy and so on, uh, I think they've shut them down, haven't they? So you can't go. Yeah. So um, here you can go and there still will be a relative majority that will say what will be will be and we'll crack on with life until there's some kind of um, yeah. so when formal we in- instruction and then people will stop and think. Yeah, or until they know somebody in their family. I've got to admit, when we were in Frankie and Benny, somebody came out of the kitchen, we're obviously with a bit of a cold, and I went, I'm not sure I'd want that person working in my restaurant. I mean, we know that getting a snotty nose is very, very rare with coronavirus, so it probably wasn't that. Yeah. But still, yeah. I was thinking, if I was in this restaurant, I would not have somebody who clearly, even if it's allergies, I would not have somebody who looks a bit coldy anywhere near as an employee right now so no. that was that's daft no no absolutely um, and it won't yeah. do uh, you know in our world of brand it won't do your brand much good because it kind of says no. we really don't give a shit about our customers because we've got people in here with who are, who are clearly ill with something that may or may not be something very serious but it kind of doesn't set the right point, vibe it? does it no but that's another important point, isn't it? That that you've got all these businesses now. You've got people who are saying they'll self-isolate. And we know that probably those employees who are less than happy with their jobs are going to ride on that, which means the ones who, which means you have got more of a risk of people who are infected going into work because they're understaffed and the pressure will come on because they'll be understaffed because of people self-isolating. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll have to see what happens. Too and um, we will let, we will let fate decide so thanks very much yeah. indeed today for joining me Thank taz you, and uh, we'll definitely do another one in fact the next one we'll do we'll say a review of the coronavirus what happened next <laughs> let's get it in the diary and make it happen mate. <laughs> all right mate take care take care, take care lovey bye bye see ya <laughs>